Hey, how you going guys? Welcome to today's episode. Haven't been on here for a little while. It's been uh, incredibly tied up and although the process of creating these podcasts isn't overly arduous, it does still take some of my time. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Something came up recently with one of my coaching clients. I thought I'd just pop on here and discuss it with you guys. Hopefully someone gets a bit of value out of this. But a couple of questions that were raised were how many forms of income do you currently have? And number two, are you building assets that will produce income? I'm going to delve into that a little bit further. Catch you guys right after this. All right, welcome back, guys. Now, for those of you that are new here, welcome first and foremost. My name is Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online, and pretty much all things digital. If any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Or alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Last but not least, I do also have a pretty active community on Facebook. And once again, I'd love to invite you guys to be part of that as well. Uh, For that one, you can go to bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. You'll be greeted with my uh, chat bot, which uh, you can get your own unique password for joining the conversation that way. Anyway, guys, look, I look forward to catching up with you around the web somewhere. All right. So what we're talking about today is something that, uh, as I mentioned, popped up in a recent coaching call with one of my clients. And it got me thinking about, I guess, different assets that are out there, both online and offline, and this concept of passive income versus active income, all that sort of stuff. I thought I'd just come on here and, uh, I guess, tell a few stories and hopefully help some of you out along the way. So when the question was posed, how many forms of income do you have? And I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, I could probably say, well, you know, as affiliate marketing and... You know, I do a lot of client work in different forms. I run Facebook ads for some people and help out with a few SEO things here for that person. And then I do a little bit of copywriting over here for that person. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's all technically different forms of income. Yes, it's all client work, but it's all on different um, skill sets. Uh, I really should focus on uh, being more of a specialist in one area rather than a generalist the way I am. But it's kind of just the way things have fallen over the last couple of years with my business. Anyway, the reason why I mention that is because then I am able to differentiate those as different forms of income. Now, that's one part of it. Of course, there is also my affiliate marketing business. And then there's even different branches of that. So in my mind, the, what, the, the stuff that I do for the um, internet marketing, make money online niche is completely different than the stuff I do for, say, the spirituality niche or the health food niche or the pet niche, for example. Completely different. So... Yes, I mean, yes, it's the same form of income. It's still affiliate marketing. I'm not owning those products and whatnot. But it is just something else that uh, is, I guess, a different way of of, uh, differentiating it. The other one I've got is, of course, my own products. So I've recently launched my own coaching offer. Now, for anyone out there that is interested in getting some coaching on Facebook ads, one of the issues that I've found in recent times is that people don't necessarily want to spend $2,000 on the latest course that has 50 plus modules and a whole bunch of great content because they don't necessarily want to become a Facebook ad professional. What they really want is something that is exclusive and specific to their business. And obviously it's 
quite expensive to hire a marketing professional, whether you're a solopreneur such as myself or you're looking at actually hiring an entire agency, those can be expensive. So for me, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put it out there in the market. I'm going to put it out at uh, basically a one-on-one coaching, 90-minute coaching session. I'm going to cover as much as I possibly can, get someone up to scratch with Facebook ads, give them a couple of professional strategies that I use that are basically a little bit insider. <laughs> and um, hopefully at the end of it, they're going to walk away being, uh, being able to utilize something that's specific to their business. Anyway, uh, basically, if you guys are interested, you can go to bit.ly uh, forward slash all in uppercase. It's FB uh, dash coaching. Anyway, that's it. Right, out, that out of the way. So that's another form of income, the coaching. But I also have products. I have digital products. Uh, working on my second one now. I have products specifically for affiliate marketing and uh, basically processes. So products related to different processes regarding affiliate marketing, things like that. So it's another form of income. I've actually just, per- as of today, just this day, I have per- uh, just completed my first paperback book and I've uploaded it to Kindle. So let's make the assumption that that goes bananas and everyone wants to buy it then that's going to be another stream of income. And it's also an asset. So I've done the work once. Yeah, it took me half a day because I've never done this stuff before. I have investigated Kindle and I I actually did uh, upload a manuscript a long time ago, back in 2014, but I never pursued it. I got bored. (laughs) I discovered that, yes, I, I can actually write quite well, but not in a long time frame. I couldn't do it over the course of an entire novel can barely even read a novel myself so how could I possibly write one that's what I thought anyway so I deviated went to something else in that case it was actually e-commerce and that's how I got into Facebook ads around 2014 running e-commerce ads which I still do from time to time for different clients so that's another form of income the other one I've got is basically something that I rent out links on a website so I've got a, a series of blogs uh, of domain names and whatnot, and basically people pay me for the privilege of having links on my sites. Why would anyone do that? Well, basically it's for SEO purposes. I won't go into it, but obviously uh, the popularity of a website is based on many, many factors. I think there's over 217-odd factors, if I'm not mistaken, but a big percentage of those comes from the popularity of a site based on how many other sites are linking to that site. Very, very, very rough overview of uh, backlinking. Now, so that's why people pay me. And just a little caveat at this point, if you're thinking that sounds way too good to be true, yeah, you're not going to get a huge bunch for your links and I wouldn't do it on any site that you actually care about because quite often you'll get quite spammy links Uh, As in people have spammy sites, that's why they're wanting to buy links from your sites because they can't find backlinks anywhere else. But if you don't care about those sites, then, you know, that's fine, right? Anyway, enough of that. (laughs) These are just going over some of the forms of income. Then, of course, you've got other things like interest in the bank and uh, manage funds and investment properties, all that sort of stuff, right? So anyway, why am I telling you all this? It's not to brag. I really don't have anything to brag about just yet, I must must confess. But 
what I'm trying to highlight is that over the years, I've slowly been building up different income streams. So in recent times, I've had a, a bit of a calamity in relation to my Facebook ad accounts. And I had, uh, I think it was 14 ad accounts as part of a business manager, which had all my ad accounts, had all my data, had hundreds of thousands of spend on it over the years. And that unfortunately just got wiped. So Facebook, for whatever reason, they've taken a dislike to uh, my my business manager. I have no idea why they haven't responded to me, unfortunately, as is often the case because they're a bunch of dicks, really. Uh, and in doing so means that now I've lost all that data. So yeah, it's frustrating. But the relevance of this entire conversation is I've been building up other streams of income, so I'm not fully reliant on that one form of income. Now, of course, most of us have either a job or a singular business, and I get that that's you know how you're going to make the bulk of your money, but it's highly, highly, highly important, no matter what part of your life you're at, if you're a student, if you're a business owner, if you are working nine to five, or you know any other time of day for that matter, it's so important that you start to look at different ways that you can get different forms of income coming in. So you can go with the most obvious ones. Now, a lot of people criticize leaving money in the bank, but cash is king. It always will be, in my opinion. Sure, you're not going to get much for it these days because interest rates are horrendous, but you can still get a return on your money. Although the argument, of course, is that you're not actually going to beat inflation at the moment, so therefore you're actually losing money by leaving it in the bank. But having said that, there are ways around that. You can put it into basically like a managed fund that, that invests in different uh, asset classes, things like that, where the, the money is actually fairly liquidable. Um, sorry, liquid, not liquidable. I don't even know if that's a word. So that would be one thing. Then, of course, you've got things like investment properties. And if you can't afford to buy an investment property, we can actually still invest in a fund that invests in those properties, right? So it's things like that. Those are the obvious ones. Those are ones that people know about the most. There's other things like uh, options trading. Now, of course, a lot of people start rolling their eyes thinking that's the riskiest thing you can do. And well, yeah, there is an inherent risk in that. But if you're writing covered calls, for example, most of the time, it's a relatively conservative uh, strategy. The other thing you can do, of course, is invest in shares. Now, here's the, the little key to that. You need to, when you're looking at doing things like investing in shares, in my opinion, you need to use it as a wealth preservation tool, not a wealth creation tool. I think there's a massive difference there because a lot of people get caught up in the idea of, yeah, I'll buy stocks at a low price and I'll sell them at a higher price, I'll make a lot of money. Woohoo. And yes, that is how the capitalist system works. You hold on to something and it's a business you want to own. The management doesn't screw you over and they don't get into too much debt and they don't try and grow too quickly and all that sort of stuff. They don't pay themselves ridiculous bonuses for doing virtually nothing apart from firing people. Yeah, those are the companies you want to be invested in. High cash flow, low debt. Right, anyway. Again, but the, there is a difference there. You, you're better off using those for wealth preservation, not wealth creation, in my opinion. 
which I know is a little bit hypocritical as I come from a financial markets background. And, you know, if you look at the likes of Warren Buffett or George Soros or any of those big names in, uh, in that world, of course, they made their wealth through investing in, uh, in stocks and shares. But that's just my opinion. And the reason why I, I suggest that you look at it that way is because if you have, say, five or ten grand or twenty grand or hundred grand or whatever it is, and you're thinking, oh, great, I can't wait to put that money in, the, in a share or in a, in a portfolio, and uh, whether I have a sort of across a, a bunch of asset classes or just in one or two, yeah, I can't wait for that to grow. I'm going to make a ton of money out of this. Whereas if you think of it more like the dividends or writing an option over the top of them or whatever to create some sort of regular income, that's going to create a, another uh, sort of asset class for you. And it relieves the pressure. If you're not expecting to make money other than just the preservation of it and beating inflation ever so slightly, then you know, it takes that stress out of that money as well. So... Then you get to online stuff. And if you're brand new to the whole online world, I get it. It's a bit scary and, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of scams and all that sort of stuff. You can spend thousands on courses and mentoring and still not really have all the information that you need at the end of it. What you can do, though, is you can buy businesses that are profitable already. You can buy websites that are profitable already. You can make a quick flip. If you follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, he always talks about flipping. One of his famous things recently was he went to a garage sale, bought some items, sold them for, I think, 70 bucks each, and he bought an entire box worth of stuff for about 40 bucks. So, what can you flip? Well, one of my favorite things to do is flipping domain names. And it's really, really not overly complex at all. People tend to think, oh, that sounds scary and I don't really know what the hell I'm doing there. I get it. But it's actually not that complex. All you need to do is go onto a website called expireddomains.net. There's a whole bunch of free tools via that website. And the reason why they offer those free tools is because it's an affiliate site. They will refer you to a domain registrar like Namecheap, like GoDaddy. I can't think of any of the other ones off the top of my head, but you get the idea. In doing so, they'll receive a bit of a kickback. That's how they make money and why they're able to offer all these tools for free. You jump onto that site, you find relevant keywords, you find relevant domains. You might want to buy three or four. And then you jump onto the likes of Flipper. And then you basically list that domain for sale. And it's as easy as that. Or the other thing is you can have the domain sit there. I think that's uh, it's been a little while since I've played around with this stuff, but I think it's called Cedo, uh, S-E-D-O. Pretty sure it's .co.uk. Have a look at that. That's another one. You can actually just have your domain sitting there. And if someone clicks onto your domain, you can share in the ad revenue for that. So you can make passive income that way as well while you're waiting for it to sell. Now, of course, the other thing you can do is slap on just a quick site. It doesn't need to be overly extravagant. It might only take you an hour or two to get a site on it, believe it or not. And you can sell that as a going concern. It's an existing site. 
it's already got the domain juice because of the domain's old. That's the other, sorry, the caveat I meant to put. You're looking for domains that have good uh, keyword juice and have been around for a little while and have uh, hopefully a few backlinks pointing to them, hopefully not spammy backlinks at, at that rate. So yeah, anyway, assets. And the reason why all this stuff is so important in my opinion is because like I say, going back to the start of the conversation, if you have one income stream that falls off for whatever reason, who knows what's going to happen in the future, you've got other ones there. And the more of these passive ones you can have, like the renting links and the Kindle books and all this uh, type of stuff, the more you're going to be able to grow your side income. The more you can grow your side income, the more wealth you're going to be able to build over time. You're going to be able to save more. You're going to be able to buy those nice holidays for your family. You're going to be able to basically have cash sitting there for the unexpected bills and not need to worry about it because you've got a bunch of these little assets everywhere. And if you need to liquidate some, it's really not that hard either. So the mission for you guys, anyone that's listening, start thinking about ways you can start building a few assets and actually do the work, do the freaking work. Don't just read about it and then put your ebook down and never think about it again. Actually do the work. Get those assets out there. may not even work the first couple of times you do it, whatever you're creating. might not work the, fir- the first couple of hundred times you do it, in my case, because I suck. <laughs> but it will work if you keep pushing through, you keep ex- executing, keep venturing through the path. It will work. Anyway, folks... Thank you very much for joining me. Go out there, create those assets. Have a review of your income streams. And I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.